Welcome to the Confident Parent Podcast, where we want to help you feel confident in your role of raising kids who have a thriving relationship with Jesus. I'm your host, Joshua Humpa. I'm the children's pastor at Oak Creek Assembly of God for the past six years and parent of two spectacular kids. And while you listen to this episode, if there's anybody that's in your life that you think would really benefit from hearing this, go ahead and share this with them. In this episode, we're going to discover practical ways to promote spiritual growth in your child's life during the Halloween season and help you feel confident that you got this. Well, hey, everybody, welcome back to the Confident Parent Podcast. This is a bonus special episode because in September, wasn't able to get one out, but this month you get two, two whopping jam-packed episodes. Last episode that was released about two weeks ago, we talked about the importance of missions, and I'm really excited about today uh, because it's it's Halloween time, and this is recorded. We're about a week away from Halloween, and uh, for kids, Halloween is a big deal. It's uh, It's everywhere. We can't avoid it. And so, as with anything that's somewhat controversial, I want to figure out ways that we can use this for our good, uh, leverage this for for your benefit, and help lead kids closer to Christ. And so, I'm excited to talk about today how we can use Halloween for spiritual growth, how we can turn this holiday for good. And so, as we walk through this, uh, there's just a couple of kind of steps that we're going to take. So, first, we're just going to talk about Halloween. Then, we're going to talk about uh, kind of the point of view that I'm coming from. Um, then we'll go into kind of how to talk about this stuff with your kids. And then finally, we're just going to give you some some practical, easy, safe action steps for your family. Uh, so let's dive in. Uh, you know, with Halloween, scary stuff, it's everywhere. I mean, you just, you cannot avoid it altogether. You go to the stores, there's Halloween decorations, there's just, it's everywhere. The food is Halloween themed. There's 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 Halloween Oreos right now. There's decorations on homes. Uh, even in my daughter's hip-hop dance class, uh, they're doing Halloween-themed dancing, like a ghost bop kind of thing. I mean, no matter where you go, whether it's school-themed, uh, dances and stuff, wherever, Halloween is everywhere. And for kids, because there's candy involved, Halloween's a big deal. And so they're talking about it. It's, it's just – it's there. And so we want to use this for good since we can't avoid it, since we can't just ignore it and pretend like it doesn't exist – uh, let's figure out ways that we can use Halloween and our culture's view of this holiday uh, for spiritual growth because these are the moments that will really make an impact on our kid. Since, it, since, it, since it's such a big deal in our culture, we can't avoid it. We can't forget about it. Let's use it for good. Let's find ways to, to make this help boost our kid's spiritual growth. Uh, and so just as we go into this, uh, as with all things when it comes to parenting, uh, this will only work if we're intentional and we're prepared. And so that's what I want to help you do today to be able to process through some of these things, give you some good ideas so that when we come up to these to these situations or, or, or spots that we're put in with Halloween, that we know where we stand and we know what to do next. So let me tell you about where I'm coming from when it comes to Halloween. Uh, you may or may not have a very strong opinion about Halloween and it could go on either side. You might be totally for it. Uh, or you might be completely against it. And when it comes to Christians and the view of Halloween, things have really changed over the years where there's just a broad spectrum. And so the way that I want to talk about Halloween uh, and kind of my personal viewpoint is based on my understanding of the Bible. Yeah, um, that's what we're going to go through next. We're going to talk about just my viewpoint and where I'm coming from when it comes to all this, all this stuff coming up. 
um, from a biblical viewpoint. So uh, if we look through a biblical viewpoint, God is a God of peace and joy. I mean, when you when we describe God, when we look at the names of God, I mean, God is he's an omnibenevolent God, like he is all good and uh, he's a good God. And in Jesus, he came to bring people back to life from death. Like his whole point, his whole mission was to expose people to this new way of having a relationship with God and bringing people back to life that had sinned and needed a savior. You know, Jesus is described when you look through the, through scripture and look at how he treated people and he is the hope and the light of the world. And so if we're a follower of Jesus, then our worldview, our viewpoints, they should correlate with Jesus as well. And so Jesus came to bring healing, not to glorify sickness. In fact, he came to get rid of sickness. Jesus has the power over sickness of death. And through his death, we gain eternal life. You see, the end result wasn't the focus on Jesus' death. I mean, it was pretty impressive that he died with never sinning and then taking all of our sins uh, upon himself as our sacrifice. But the thing that's even more incredible is that he came back to life. I mean, nobody has done that. Uh, everybody dies, but nobody is coming back to life with their own power and ability. Nobody is predicting their own death, how it's going to happen, and then pulling it off. I mean, that's the thing that we celebrate with Jesus. On Easter, we're celebrating celebrating resurrection morning. We mourn and we reflect on Good Friday, but the celebration, the big focus is on the resurrection, is on him being brought to, back to life. And, you know, with this, in a biblical sense, eternity is real. I mean, there is an afterlife. There is more going on than just in the physical world here and now. And the mission of every Christ follower, like if you love Jesus, you are supposed to do this. Like this is part of being a Christian. It's getting other people to heaven and not and rescuing them from hell. Like we don't want anyone to go to hell. We want everybody to experience the love and the joy and the peace that Jesus wants to give them so that they can have the best life ever. And so uh, if we take a look at uh, what the Bible describes about life and sickness and death and all that stuff. That's the viewpoint we're going to be going going from moving forward when we talk about Halloween. And so um, if you can't get a sense from that, there's there's a lot about Halloween that the Bible just isn't on board with. That, that the Bible, just if we're a Christ follower and we have a biblical worldview, there's a lot of about Halloween that we should avoid, that we should not celebrate, that we should not glorify. Um, but there are ways that we can use this uh, to help lead our kids closer to Christ and to who God created them to be. So, one of the hardest parts about being a parent uh, during this time of the year is answering all of the questions and helping our kids to not feel afraid. <clears throat> so, I wanted to help help you kind of figure out some ways that you can talk about Halloween and all of the stuff that comes with it with your kids uh, in a safe biblical way that you that you're equipped and ready with the answers that you feel confident when they ask you some of these questions so kind of the first step that you need to take in order to know how to talk about this with your kids and, and, and how to just to manage halloween is that you either need to decide with your spouse or, or with yourself where you stand when it comes to halloween you have to decide and know up front are we going to be people that celebrate halloween are we trick-or-treaters are we decorators how do we feel about Halloween? How do we feel about exposing our kids to certain parts of Halloween? How do we feel about scary costumes? How do we feel about letting our kids, you know, go hang out with friends' houses that are doing Halloween-type things? 
you as a family need to decide. You need to have a conversation about it because what will happen otherwise is something will pop up and because you haven't talked about it, you either may disagree with your spouse, not see eye to eye, or you just won't know how to handle it. You won't be ready and prepared and it just won't turn out like how it could have turned out. And so we want you to know how to handle these situations before they present themselves. You know, for example, uh, in my home, uh, we don't decorate our house for Halloween. Uh, so there's no Halloween decorations in the front yard. We go all, all out for Christmas. Um, but for Halloween, we decided that we don't want to glorify anything scary in our home. And that includes costumes or anything. Like Chloe has this whole like bin thing. My daughter has a whole bin of costumes that she has, um, you know, play up, dress up costumes. And there's nothing in there that's scary. Everything is light and fluffy. <laughs> she, uh, she has some cousins that are really into the, the, the Descendants. If you're not familiar with The Descendants, uh, it's a Disney, Disney show, mu- movie and things and toys. Uh, but it's heroes and villains, um, from Disney movies like Ursula or, um, like the dragon witch lady from Cinderella. Um, it, all of these characters had children and now the children are the, the descendants and they either choose to be good or bad and all this stuff. Well, my daughter saw one of the costumes in a Disney magazine and she really liked how it looked, but it's scary. And so he told her, uh, no, <laughs> we're not doing anything with the descendants yet. And so we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, you got to decide in your home, where do you stand? Uh, where are you at? How do you feel about these things? And so that you know when you go into it, no, we, we already know where we're at. And so we either are going to do these things because we've talked about it, we've set the parameters, or we're not going to do this because we're not even going to be associated with these things. So uh, when it comes to your kids uh, talking about Halloween, this this next little bit I think is really, really important, especially if you have younger kids. Um, we can talk about about Halloween, we can explain these things without adding a spooky factor to it. Now, I'm going to give you a story in just a little bit about how I totally have failed at this and I'm still reaping the consequences of it. But there's ways that we can explain these things and help our kids have a good understanding of what the decorations are, why people celebrate Halloween, why people like to be scared, uh, death, fear, all of this stuff. We can talk about it in a very practical sense without making it this scary, spooky thing. So let me tell you about how I failed at this. <laughs> uh, uh, in September, my family and I, we went to we went to Disney World for uh, just a couple of days. And in Hollywood Studios, they have this whole Disney Junior play area where they have this big dance party. And then you can take pictures with all these characters. And uh, we don't watch a lot of Disney Junior, but some of the characters are like Fancy Nancy, who's this girl that has this big imagination about being fancy. Uh, there's Pluto, you know, so... Mickey's dog, um, some innocent stuff like that. Um, but in this dance party show that we were at, there's this new character that I've kind of seen, but I'm not super familiar with, uh, called Vampirina. And at Disney World, I got to know a lot about Vampirina. But Vampirina is, it's kind of like, you know, like the classic monster, you know, like the universal monster thing, but more kid friendly. So there's like a werewolf. There's Vampirina's a, she's a vampire, but she's like a girl, like a young vampire. Her parents are vampires. Um, you know, she lives in a kind of a spooky house and stuff. And so in the dance party, um, she's a character that kind of gets highlighted a little bit. She has a little bit of a scene. And so that was my that was the first time my daughter was exposed to that. And so after the show, um, you know, there's all the different characters you can take pictures with. 
And so she wanted to go take a picture with Vampirina. And because my wife and I, we've had these conversations, we know where we stand. Vampirina isn't somebody that I want my kid to associate with. Like, you know what, Chloe, let's go over by Doc McStuffins, who's going to teach us <laughs> about how to give nice hugs when people feel uh, feel sad or sick. Uh, we don't have to, to associate with Vampirina right now. But this is where I totally failed. I, In the moment, it was hot. I didn't want to stand in the line. And I just, I didn't want her to, to like have this attachment to Vampirina at all after seeing that show. And so I told her, I said, you know what, Chloe, Vampirina's kind of scary. Like she's got some scary friends and she does some things that um, I don't think that you're going to really like. And <laughs> like I knew it would work, but now I'm kicking myself because now anytime that there's a Vampirina anything, like we just got the, the, the Target um, like toy magazine for Christmas. We just got that in the mail. She's flipping through it and she goes, Ooh, daddy. Oh, there's a Vampirina toy. You don't like that. We don't, she's scary. Oh, and anytime, anytime now that there's anything Vampirina, it's like this big deal. Like, Oh, we don't like Vampirina. She's scary. Ah, and Chloe's never seen an episode of it. I mean, she doesn't know anything about it, but because of the words that I use to describe it, now there's this big ordeal with Vampirina that she doesn't do with anything else. I think there's nothing else that she reacts like that. So the way that we describe things, the way that we talk about these things, uh, they can really play a factor into how our kids view it and how they understand it. So I'm kicking myself <laughs> about, about how I handled the Vampirina. So don't make that mistake. And so when we talk about these things, um, we can talk about it in a very practical uplifting sense. Again, we want to spend all of these things to glorify God because in the end, that is the most important part of our lives, right? There is an eternity. For a Christ follower, we understand that, that this is just a short period of our life and that there's so much more a spiritual world that we can't see now but is being impacted and affected by the choices we make today. And so, I mean, some really practical, easy ways that you can talk about this is that if, like they're talking about for example, if you're somebody that's real young, like they're scared about bones, uh, they see skeletons and stuff. You can just talk about how we all have bones and that's just part of our bodies. And so they're just showing part of our bodies that we don't get to see normally. And so that's part of what makes it interesting is because we can't see it. Um, or you can talk about witches or uh, vampires and stuff, how these are made up characters. Uh, and some people think those characters are interesting, um, whatever that these people just like like what these characters do, but they're just characters just like in a TV show or in a book. Um, they're just made-up characters. They're not real. Um, you know, you could talk about if somebody has scary decorations and your kid asks, like, why does that person Why does that person like scary stuff? Or, like, why are they doing this to scare people? Why do they want to decorate their house with that kind of stuff? Um, you know, again, we don't want to emphasize, like, that is a scary house. And so, oh, it's so scary. Oh, I'm scared every time I drive past it. Now I have anxiety every time I drive past that house. Uh, we can just say something like, you know, for example, these people like to be really creative. Like, they want to go all out and figure out how they can have the most elaborate process in their decorations. Like, some people like to have really fancy Christmas lights. Um, and so people like to, to make their houses look very... Like they put a lot of time and effort into it. And so so the way that we talk about these things and we answer these questions, we want to help avoid adding another scare factor to it, but instead just be practical and real. And that will really help as we go into kind of the next stuff that we talk about. Um, so we're going to talk about like, like the main topics of Halloween 
and how to talk about that with your kids. And so the main topic of Halloween is death. I mean, death is, Halloween is the celebration of death. And so um, we can use Halloween, we can use this as a huge opportunity to talk to our kids about death and to give them a Christian understanding of what death is. And so I want to help kind of walk you through how to explain this to your kids. Um, you know, you have to be kind of sensitive, whether just on the age of your kid and their understanding of things. Um, so I'll kind of just paint this picture for you of what a biblical worldview of death is. And then you can kind of piece this based on, on how your kid can understand this. But when God created people, he created life, right? God didn't create death. Death was not originally part of the plan. Death entered the scene when sin entered the scene, when disobedience. You see, God had us created. He created Adam and Eve to live forever. But then because they sinned, because they disobeyed God, they broke the rules, the standards, the guidelines that God had put into place to have the best life ever. Death was then entered as a result of sin. And sin causes so much of a mess. I mean, sin is the original cause of sickness and illness. Sin is the reason why our relationships fall apart and break apart. And so uh, Jesus came to save us from death. Jesus came to save us from sin. That God wants to, again, now rescue us from death because he doesn't want us to die. He doesn't want us to go to an eternal death, death and hell. He wants us to have eternal life with him in heaven. And that was the whole point of salvation was so that we can be lifted up and have eternal life. And so that's what death is. That's the explanation of death. And so if you got a preschooler and they're asking you about death, like they're talking about death in school, and giving them a biblical understanding of what death is, that yes, our bodies die, but we have a soul that lives forever with Jesus. Jesus loves you. That's why Jesus died on the cross for you. That's why Jesus, you know, that's why Jesus came to rescue you. Your elementary kids, helping them to understand that this life is short, that it, that this is just a very, very small piece of the puzzle and the choices that we make now are going to impact eternity. Um, that's that's the idea of death. And so I want to help you feel confident being able to explain what death is and then always pointing it back to Christ. How does this, how does this affect our relationship with God and help us understand who he is and who he created us to be? And then kind of expounding from that, how do we talk about fear? I mean, for our kids, fear can be a big thing. It can be a big detractor. It can really hold them back. It can make our lives as a family just really complicated and just a mess because they're scared of something. And so just some ways that you can talk about fear with your kid during this holiday is try and identify what the fear is. You know, if it's, for example, they, they just do not like driving past this certain house. We'll talk about it and try and figure out, you know, what is it about this house that scares you? And try and help them identify it, walk them through it. Is it the decorations? Is it a feeling that you get? Is it that you're you're nervous about something in that house that's going to pop out? Um, try and identify that fear. What is scary about it? And then, you know, kind of the next level in it is what is the concern that you have that will happen? Like what is it about this house that you think is going to happen that's causing your fear? Like do you think this house is going to pop out and grab you? Do you think this house is going to like you're going to not be able to like – not get rid of those images in your head? Like, what is it that that you're concerned that this house will do or that this thing that's scary will do? Um, identifying the fear that way. So for with fear, we want to try and identify what it is, what's scary about it, and then what is the concern that will happen? 
And then hopefully from there, you'll be able to have great conversations and kind of work through these fears and help them learn that they don't need to be afraid. And so we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. That's We got some good tools for that. Um, but some some really good tools that you can use, uh, good practices you can use are tying biblical stories about fear um, to help your kids understand that, that they don't need to be afraid if they're a Christ follower. Uh, so just throwing out some examples. Um, if your kid's scared of mummies or there's something about mummies or being wrapped up in death, um, there's the story of Lazarus. Lazarus was a mummy. He was wrapped up. He had stuff all around his body to preserve his body. Uh, and then Jesus, he had, or I'm sorry, Lazarus died, but then Jesus came to Lazarus after a couple of days after being dead, brought him back to life. One of Jesus' good friends, Jesus felt sad about it, brought him back to life. And the guy walks out as a mummy. Like he couldn't unwrap himself and he stank. He was real stinky. Uh, but that's a story, a real life story of how Jesus brought somebody back to life. And that's the focus, not on the death, but on the back to life part of it. Um, something that I've used with my daughter this year with Halloween and just being afraid is um, in preschool at church, they've been learning about Daniel and the lion's den. And so I talked to her about Daniel and the lion's den. Like, Chloe, how do you think Daniel felt when he got put into the big cave full of lions? Those lions were licking their lips. They were roaring super loud. It's not like at the zoo where there's a big glass, big glass window between us. Like, they're right there, Chloe. How do you think he felt? Asking, like, what do you think uh, he was scared would happen next? And then what did he do? You know, who did he trust? Who helped protect him? Always tying it back to Jesus, back to Christ, that God protected him, that Daniel cried out to God. Daniel, Daniel spent time with Jesus, um, or spent time with God, and then God protected Daniel. It was God, a supernatural occurrence that kept him safe. And so that's why we want to encourage our kids with these Bible stories to show them, hey, this happened. This is why it's in the Bible for us to learn from. And this is how you can use that to apply to your own life as well. Now, um, this is something that our preschool director, Carrie Lutter, that she came up with that's so, so, so good. Uh, it's just this simple phrase um, that if your kids will learn with you and memorize, this is like a mantra that you can use whenever somebody is feeling afraid. So here's the phrase. Ready? Goodbye, fear. God is here. Is that pretty good? Goodbye, fear. God is here. Now, uh, Carrie has taught that to our preschool kids when she's talked about fear and not needing to be afraid that when you feel afraid, just remember, say goodbye, fear. God is here. And then if God is with you, you don't need to be afraid of anything because he's going to be with you. He'll give you the peace. He'll give you the joy and he'll help you out. So just a quick story with that. My daughter is having a hard time riding her bike. Uh, she's afraid that she's going to fall or that she'll not be able to stop and run right into the street and get hurt. You know, it all centers around getting hurt or feeling the sense of failure that she's not going to be able to do it. And so when talking through riding the bike and trying to work through it with her, uh, she gained the confidence and she started really riding. And as we're riding through the neighborhood, as we're starting, starting to come back home, she's yelling at the top of her lungs, goodbye fear, God is here. I mean, as loud as she can. And she's like, all together family, yelling out, goodbye fear, God is here, which is super cute, super loud. <laughs> but, but it was a mantra that she had adopted that really helped her uh, to get past those fear, knowing that God is with her. And so that's a great tool that you can use. And then of course, most importantly, you got to pray with and for your kids. I mean, God is a God of peace and of joy. Like we said before, like God wants to fill us with his supernatural peace and joy. God created the emotion of fear, you know, because he created our bodies. He gave us the emotion of fear. 
Um, but it, he doesn't want us to walk around with anxiety, with uh, being terrified constantly. God doesn't want us to invite that into our lives. That's why there's promises to give us supernatural peace and joy. And so pray with and for your kids. Have your kids pray. You pray with them and then on your own, pray that God would do a good work inside your kids. Now, as we kind of wrap up, I just have some good safe action steps that you can take as a family. Just some kind of like bullet point things that you can do uh, to to help grow your, your child's spiritual growth during this time. Because um, there's a lot of different opportunities that you can do. And so there's ways that you can leverage this uh, for good. So we're just kind of go kind of go list by list, bang through these. Uh, but kind of leading into all this, um, kind of my philosophy or my idea when it comes to raising my kids is that I want to protect their innocence for as long as possible. I'm going to try and protect my kids' innocence as long as possible. And I think for most of us, we feel the same way, right? We want our kids to stay kids for as long as they can. We want them to not be exposed to grown-up stuff, scary stuff for as long as we can. So to do that, we need to make intentional um, and well-planned out strategic steps to protect their innocence because this is a crazy world with a lot of crazy people. And if we don't take the steps, if we're not intentional, then that innocence will be stripped from them very, very young. So we want to protect our kids, keep them as innocent as possible. So safe action steps for your family. Um, at church, um, so if you attend our church, this is something that you can pick up here this week. Um, and if you don't attend our church, if you're listening to this somewhere else, you can make these your own or buy them online or whatever. But we have these really, they're just small business card, little cards. They're real bright. They're real fun and fun. And on one side, it says Jesus loves kids. Uh, and then on the other side, it's got the Bible app for kids app icon. Uh, and it says download this app for free, you know, the app store, Google Play. Uh, and it's got Jesus' face on it. It says the Bible app for kids. And that's all it is. And so what we encourage people to do, what we, what, what my family has done in the past is that when when kids come up from our neighborhood, come up to our house uh, for trick-or-treat, we give them candy and then we give them a card. Um, I know that even Pastor Brooks and Sherry, that they do this because this is outreach. I mean, this is telling people about Jesus. And better yet, they're coming right to your door. I mean, it's never been easier to tell somebody about Jesus. Uh, these kids are coming right to you. They're not going to turn it down, right? They're, they want the candy. And so if you just take a piece of candy in that card and just drop it right in the bucket, boom. You have told that family about Jesus. They've been exposed to this idea that there's Jesus, someone that loves them. And it was so easy for you. And then plus, it lets your your community, your neighborhood know that you're a Christ follower. Uh, and then that you aren't this weird guy that doesn't give out candy and they don't like you because you're the only one on the block that doesn't give out candy. <laughs> so that's a really easy way to help reach people for Jesus. I mean, that that is reaching people for Christ. And so uh, get those cards, figure out a way to, to pass that out for people. Um, if you have an elementary age kid, um, I don't recommend this for preschool or nursery. And if you're living in the Oak Creek, Milwaukee area, uh, I would encourage you to do this with elementary kids. We have this illustrated sermon on October 27th and the 30th called Trick or Treat. And the whole idea is to expose the tricks uh, that Satan uses uh, to help us not make it to heaven ways and in, in, in schemes that he plays to really manipulate our lives, to think that we're good, that we don't need God, we, we don't need to live a certain lifestyle. And it's powerful. Um, there are so many people that are part of our church now that have gotten saved 
at Trick or Treat and are like legit saved. Like they've been saved for years as a result of being exposed to this story. Uh, and so if you have an elementary kid uh, and you feel like they can handle somewhat of a deeper understanding of who Satan is and in eternity like that, um, I'd really encourage you to bring your kid to that because that's going to generate some great, deep conversations. Uh, and it's all solid. I mean, it'll just show your kids who Satan is. You, you'll be able to, to talk about what you both saw together on stage. Uh, and it's well done. It's really well done. It's it's powerful. It's really, really good. So that's the Illustrated Sermon on October Sunday, October 27th at 7 p.m or October 30th at 7 p.m. Uh, that's another great thing. Now, just just a tip or advice. You know, it's okay to avoid the scary stuff. If your kid is just, they're struggling, or you're just like, you know what, we don't even want to focus on that. It's okay to avoid the scary aisles in the store. Like, you don't have to go down the scary aisle and look at the scary decorations with your kids. Like, I actually advise you not to do that. Uh, if they're having a hard time with this house that's decorated like super crazy, you can drive a different way uh, until the decorations are gone. I mean, like there's this house by my parents that they go all out for Halloween. I mean, it's probably the most impressive, like production-wise, the most impressive house I've ever seen for Halloween. I mean, they put so much time, money, and effort into decorating their house. It's crazy, but it's also terrifying. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want my kids to be exposed to that. You know. I want to keep them as innocent as possible. They don't need to see people hanging from a tree and just all this stuff. My daughter, my son, they, they don't need to see it. And so we can drive around a different way. It'll take just a little bit longer, but not much. We can drive a little bit around so that they don't have to be exposed to it. Now, you know, on the caveat, the other side of that, it's like we don't want to shelter our kids so much that like, you know, they're bubble wrapped. They never get to do or see anything until they're 18 and then they're exposed to everything. But I think most of us, or all of us, we have a good understanding of what our kids can handle. If you're at a point where they just, they don't need to see this right now, like they're not going to be able to handle it well if they see something, it's fine. It's okay. Protect your kids' innocence as long as possible. Soon enough, they're going to be exposed to it and it's it's either not going to be scary or it's going to be crazy scary enough to work through that. But avoid as much as possible. Now, there's other things that you can do during the season that you can avoid the scary factor of it. Uh, for example, pumpkin carving. Like this is the only time of the year that you can carve a pumpkin really. Uh, and so that's something that our family is doing. Uh, we don't like celebrate Halloween, but um, we went to the pumpkin farm. My daughter wanted to get a pumpkin and so she painted her pumpkin. And so we bought some paint for her and that's something fun that she did and we set it outside. And then my wife and I, we're gonna carve pumpkins together. It's kind of like a, a thing for us to do. Um, but again, we're not going to glorify or do scary things. And so, uh, my wife is going to cut out Minnie Mouse and I'm going to do Boba Fett from Star Wars. <laughs> and so with, with that, you can, you can carve a pumpkin and there's a lot of people that do scary stuff. Um, they even make scary faces out of the pumpkin, whatever, it's fine. But we want to try and avoid that stuff, right? We don't want to glorify anything that's going to bring fear or, or death into our homes. Um, and then just one last kind of thing is it's okay to not watch Halloween themed TV episodes. It's like every TV show around around Halloween has a Halloween themed episode and then about half of them have a Christmas episode. <laughs> but everybody has a Halloween themed episode and it is okay for your kids to avoid those episodes. 
Uh, for me growing up, my parents didn't do any trick or treating. Um, we didn't do we didn't do any pumpkin carving. It was pretty much just like nothing to do with Halloween. It wasn't until like a few years until I was like a teenager that we started handing out candy to kids when they would come to our doors. Um, but it was just in our house. We didn't watch we didn't watch Halloween themed episodes. Like if one of them came on, we either had to change the channel or just turn it off. And I would encourage you to do the same. Um, you know, we want to keep our kids as innocent as possible. There's a ton of stuff to watch. I mean, even in the, the 10 to 15 years difference when I was a kid watching stuff to now, I mean, the options are just endless, right? And so I want to give you a tool um, that you can use, especially during this season where there's a lot of scary stuff on TV. Uh, it's called Right Now Media. Right Now Media. It's like free Netflix, but it's Christian stuff, right? And so there's this whole kid section with so hundreds of episodes of different shows. Uh, there's a ton of adult stuff that you can watch. And the great thing is, is it's free. If you're part of our church, you've gotten an invitation. Or if you go to oakcreekag.org slash, I think it's either right now media or right dash media, um, right now dash media, something like that. Just Google it too. Uh, man, you can get the free subscription to it and it's awesome. It's so, so good. There's so many great things on there. Um, my daughter, she loves watching it. And a lot of times she would prefer to watch that stuff over even watching like Daniel Tiger. And so I encourage you, use Right Now Media. If you're, you're needing something to watch, do that because that's that's the best. Well, I hope this has been helpful to you and that you feel even more confident in how to, how to handle the Halloween, Halloween season, that you got some ideas on how to help lead spiritual discussions, help lead your family to grow, grow either together and in the relationship with God. And that when these conversations come up, that you feel like you know what you can talk about and kind of how to manage that situation, how to handle the conversation. So we're proud of you. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we're praying that God's going to do great things for your family during Halloween season. Today, we hope you feel more confident in your role as a parent and that your family's best days are ahead. Subscribe right now so that you'll always be the first to hear new content from the Confident Parent Podcast. And if you're excited about this, please let somebody know. You can send them a text right now about it. Our podcast will grow as you rate and review. So as episodes come out, please share with the world what you think. Oak Creek Assembly of God is a church in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. And if you live anywhere in the Milwaukee area, we invite you to come join us on our Sunday morning services at 8 and 10.30 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're all in when it comes to kids. And we know that your kid's going to love it. Hope to see you here soon. There's no perfect way to parent, and all of us are trying to figure out how to do this. We're praying for you and believing that the best is yet to come for your family.